On this episode of the Faded Golf Podcast, John and I talk about uh, Bryson and Rosie totally dominating, uh, whether it's single-length clubs or a new club manufacturer, apparently you can win. We roll into uh, a little bit about shoes. We kind of touch on shoes for the upcoming season, what you prefer, and then we talk about slow play, uh, kind of the big topic of the day, and then we, uh, we land on an imperial stout from Great Lakes. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of the Faded Golf Podcast. I am Mark Juleen, as always, uh, on the mic here with Mr. John Falkenberg. John, welcome this week. How you doing, sir? Welcome, friends. <laughs> Hello, friends. Uh, um, we had uh, last week. We had suggested that we were going to have a guest, Kyle Kramer, our club pro here at Chatham Hills. Um, it was scheduled to be on the podcast. Unfortunately, we have had some really, really frigid conditions here in Indiana. Um, high today was like negative, maybe three. It was horrendous yeah it's the coldest day i can ever remember yeah so like when the high is a negative that that sucks in indiana the wind chill got to like a negative 40 today yeah something stupid like that so i mean in the morning i think uh it was maybe at like 7 or 8 a.m um i think the the temperature might have been negative 10 or negative 12 or something and then yes the wind chill was like negative 40 it was windy i mean it was high in the morning it was just like howling against my house. I just heard like this whistling sound like all morning long. I don't know. It was crazy. Terrible. It sucked. Hey, can you remember a colder day? Um, I mean, I remember In cold. Like I remember, um, and this was probably five or so years ago, we had this spell where it was really cold. And I remember people on like, Facebook and crap doing that thing where you take the cup of water and you throw it in the air outside. And it basically turns into freaking snow like right in front of your eyes. And I remember doing that because it was like zero. But with the wind chill, no, I don't remember it being negative 40 or whatever it was. So um, we were looking, we were, I was coming back from Dallas yesterday. I was with some guys, and Dallas yesterday was like 50 or 55. Cold. And we were comparing the weather. We were looking at our weather. It's like, oh, it's going to be. 20 below. I mean, I think it legit got down to like, what, 15 below? Yeah, actual 15 below, yeah. Antarctica was comparable in the lows and highs yesterday. That, that or makes, yeah. today. Yeah. Antarctica. I, and I feel bad. Like, I've known some people up in Wisconsin and Minnesota, and they were negative 20 something was, and with a negative 50 some wind chill. Like, it just, just dumb. No. Why? Like, that's just uh, something. Global warming. Yeah. Probably global warming. <laughs> I love it. Don't you love it when you hear people talk about global warming? When it's cold, it's called like global warming. <laughs> I know. When it's hot, it's global, global warming. warming. I don't know. Hey, hey, man, science is awesome. Uh, speaking of <laughs> science, um, so we'll, we'll move into uh, uh, our sorry, – sorry, Kyle. We'll, we'll get you on the, on the schedule. Two weeks. Um, Let's get him two weeks. We're going to try to get him in two weeks. He just with – with everybody being home and schedules off, he wasn't able to make it. So, um, understandable. John and I are neighbors, so it's pretty easy for one of us to 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 make a really long, you know, 
quarter mile trek across the golf course. Um, anyway, pro game, great weekend for golf. Um, as far as leaderboards, winners, you know, those kind of things. If you're a Bryson DeChambeau fan, um, as I'm becoming, and I actually messaged him today through Instagram. So Bryson, if you hear this shit, check people you don't follow's direct messages on Instagram. Uh, and we're going to get into this. This is kind of our topic of the day, but I, I'm a, I want to address something with you, and we'd love to talk to you about it at some point. So anyway, um, but uh, Bryson wins. Dude is just on fire right now. I mean, he's... His theory is being proven. I mean, what's he got? Five wins out of his last nine starts think, or something like that? Here's something I want to say about Bryson. I don't know where you're going with this, but I don't think you get too far off topic. But people... He has to be so validated by what he's done because he's done something nobody has ever done in golf. Yeah. Ever. Just totally changed the approach. And he's proven his theory. So like his methods, his science, it works. His his clubs are all one length and they're all like four degrees upright. It's it's bizarro world. Now now think if he, you know, was he's you know, sniffed a few top tens. Which would be fantastic for almost like any like, like Ricky, half the PJ the field like Ricky Fowler type of play right where you maybe sneak a win in every year a lot of top twenties few top tens they'd be like they'd be like ah uh, you know like, maybe hey, you should go back maybe you should go back and let's yeah. go back traditional yeah no and it's the thing just is competing people, every week and people, every week and people are not jumping on the bandwagon I mean I I kind of want to try it I I mean. Well, Michael, you know, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. Michael's like, "Hey, will, will you, will you guys like sponsor me to do this, and we'll track it?" And I'm like, "No, I'll sponsor myself to track it, maybe." But uh, I would consider it with somebody with a good golf swing. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> you know he's gonna eat. He's just gonna go after you for that. <laughs> I mean, he was—he's just. <laughs> he's love, gonna, you, love you, Michael, but he, he is going to so go we, after you for our that sponsorship guy, dollars are, are thin. <laughs> Got to make sure we can because his his joke will be so. What you're going to sponsor your your goofy golf swing with those clubs? <laughs> oh well, it, you probably want to do that because it's more homemade, and plus yeah. it will beat him by thirty shots. <laughs> yeah, well, the trash talking this year is going to be freaking it's awesome. epic between you and Mikey. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I am on um Me and Mike should both try it. I think it'd be very interesting for a lot of people to try it. Uh, it seems really odd. I, I love the uh social media posts this week that were like the memes that were like, Can somebody get me some Hanma single length length clubs? <laughs> because Justin Rose obviously goes out, brand new clubs, brand new manufacturer, and he goes out and freaking wins too. How? That's crazy. I mean, every time we've seen, whether it's like Sergio or Phil or whoever switched manufacturers of clubs, it always seems like it takes a while for these guys to, like, you know, come around. I mean, even when Rory kind of switched away back, you know, to, from Nike to whatever the hell he's playing now, TaylorMades or whatever. I mean, he hasn't, he's kind of been off the map. Now he can't putt right now. But to me, it's like when you switch clubs, it doesn't matter. Rosie's obviously hot. Dude wins the tour championship. Dude's game's on right now. It's just on. He's I, I I think he'll win a major this year. I would put him and DeChambeau on the like my top three all day. Um top top five top five players to win a major. 
this year? DeChambeau, yeah. Justin, I agree with both those. Um, Justin Rose. Top five. Wow, I got to think about that for a sec. I got, so I got, I got Rose, DeChambeau, not just because of them obviously winning this week, but they've clearly even carried it through the holidays, their play. And then I've got, uh, I still have Dustin Johnson and Brooks Cupcake. I, I think those guys are still going to be hunting every single tournament. I don't have Brooks. Um, DJ, probably. Um, you know, you don't, you, you, Jordan. You, I, you love him. You got to put him in there. It's not just that. I just think he will. Um, and then the fifth would probably be Patrick Reed. <laughs> I mean, shit, he won before. I don't know. I, I'm just, I've got, I, I want to say Cameron Champ. I don't think he's validated yet. No. He won, but. I mean, if if you if you stretch out maybe a PGA Championship for him, where's it at this year? Uh, PGA this year is that the one that's at Beth Page? Is that PGA or is yes, that US it is. Open? It's Beth Page. Yeah. Yep. I I I got Tommy Fleetwood as my fifth. That's not a bad pick. So because I I kind of went all American, you know, obviously on those those. Well, no, I guess I had Rosie in there, but. Um, Beth Page sets up for a guy like Cameron Champ, though. Really long. Absolutely. I mean, any of the bombers the are in goal. on that one. Yeah. Any of the bombers are in on that one. That's why I like Brooks and DJ. Hey, what, right. U.S. Open at Pebble, or is it at Torrey? Pebble? Pebble. U.S. Pebble. Open's Pebble. Yep. They just played Torrey. Duh. So, I, dude, great, great kickoff to the season. Um I, I like the West Coast swing. I love the California tournaments um, where they play Riviera next week. Of course, they got um, uh, or no, sorry, Pebble Beach Pro Am is next week. The uh, this week though is like the fucking shit show. Oh, Phoenix, Phoenix. Yeah, it's. I mean, waste management. Like, we're gonna get down there. It'll be fun. I saw I saw Kearney's already down there. I didn't see Menories down there, but Katie Kearney's hanging out she with freaking Fowler. She's everywhere, dude. She goes everywhere. Insane. Where's she based out of? I, uh, Chicago. She is. Well, at least that's what I'm. If I, if I saw something, I don't. Like I, don't, St. Louis I, don't too. Stalk, I don't stalk her on Instagram or anything, but she, I think she's from Chicago. <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, like, what does she do? Like, what? She's just an Instagram model. Here, I've got something going on. She, well, she's a she, mod. Sorry, she's a model. I shouldn't say she's just an Instagram model. She's a model. She leverages Instagram and makes and she plays golf. So, I'm watching something right now on her Instagram. Ricky's getting ready to hit. There you go. Do they like, go out there seven? just during the week and just fuck around, dude? People. Well, they had the pro am yesterday, I think. Um, so a lot of people played in that pro am. Jesus, they got like fucking music. It's like a par- time out. She just hangs around Ricky Fowler. They got a practice round and they're just playing music. Wow. Wow. That is incredible. We're just watch. Sorry, this little gap. We're straight up just watching Katie Kearney's uh, Instagram feed. You can hear it. 
They just got stadium. That's that's incredible. All right, sorry, we got a little distracted there. Um, so yeah, so this week shit show tournament. I I think it's fun though. I think it's a great. I almost feel like um, there should be a couple more of these tournaments that are like this, where they really are just like an event that makes. It's where it's not so serious. The majors are the majors. Let them be the majors. Um, let the masters be the ma- like. I would just like to see some tournaments have their own character to them. You know, meaning like we all know that this one is one where frat guys go and get freaking shit showed hammered on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The Super Bowl's always that Sunday. I mean, like, and then obviously the seventeenth hole is just iconic. Um, out there, I would love to see a few more tournaments like this, but a lot of the guys don't like it on tour. And you know what? That's fine. Don't play those weeks. But I and we're going to get into this too. Um, there has to be a way to suck in some non-golfers or suck in people that are on the cusp of wanting to be a golfer. And I feel like that these kind of things can do it. What's? Did you check the field this week there? Well, it's solid field. Is Jordan, is he in Europe or is he there? He's not in Europe. I'm pretty sure he's here. Hold on. God damn it. Uh, I mean, you got guys like Ches Reavy, um, Kevin Streelman, Danny Lee is in the house. Where's Tiger? He's not playing till Riviera. He's, He's not even playing the Pebble. I was shocked. Justin Thomas, Cameron Champs here, Webb Simpson, Kucher, Fowler, Finau, Keegan Bradley. Is Tiger is Tiger just trying to let his body heal for two months? What's he What's he doing? I, th- I think he just put together a schedule. You know, that he's trying. To, I'm sure part of it has to do with just making sure he's rehabbed and not burning himself out. Dude's... 43. I mean, he just wants to win majors. Yeah, he's focused. He's got a he's got a plan. Rory Sabatini is in the house this week. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't see uh I don't see Spife. Unless he's playing Bubba Watson's playing. Phil Mickelson's playing, Gary Woodland, Putnam, Brant Schnedeker, Zach Johnson. Martin Keimer, Steve Stricker's even freaking playing. They gave, dude, they gave Street, Steve Stricker, Senior Stricker, a freaking pass. Stewie Sink, he's he's almost 50. Sam, I got short pants rider. He's playing. Hunter, I'm I'm make don't call it a comeback mayhem. Charlie Hoffman loves this shit, though. He's in. Schneiderjins is in. No hat, freaking moppy Schneiderjins. I do not see Spieth. I I guarantee you he's not playing in Saudi Arabia. Um, he might be taking the week off. He's probably he's already hanging out with uh, Justin Timberlake at the freaking AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. Yeah. Or Tony Romo or whoever the hell he's playing with. Um. Anyway, so pro game off to a great start this year. I'm excited. I'm I'm loving me some Deschambeau, Justin Rose. Give I could give or take, but. How Dude's old hot is Justin? Right Thirty-eight. Rosie? Yeah, he's forty. He's our age. He's forty. 
I'm, I'm going to prove it here in a second. impressive how he's playing. I love the fact that we have a phone that literally we can just type some shit in and one second later we can be like, oh, yeah, Justin Rose, he's 40 or whatever the hell it is. Uh, 38. You're right, 38. You were right. I thought he was 40. Maybe oh, maybe it's Cooch that's 40. We had this conversation. 42. I think... Um, I mean... Did you watch any of that last weekend at the Farmers? Yeah, a little bit. You see how it, well he played. It was, dude was. In, I mean, he just that he's got a brand new driver. It, well, maybe maybe it's me because I I drive the ball like a dickhead, as it's it's been documented fairly fairly well over seventeen episodes at this point. I, I'm a terrible driver of the golf ball. If you put a new driver in my hand. I'm not sure where that thing would go. Well, you already don't know, so why right. wouldn't that be bad? I guess it wouldn't be terrible, but like for to, that's a big deal, man. These guys got to bomb it so much. He hits it far too. You know, who's surprising. He's, putt- he's putting really. You far. know who else was surprising out there? We just didn't talk about that has a. I think could be a sneaky guy that could get back is Adam Scott. Totally agree. Guy has one of the best swings on tour. You see how far all, he hits it. Th- time out. Not on tour. He has one of the best swings of all time. Did you see how far he hit the ball? He bombs it. He was hitting He's the pass. loving this new Titleist driver. I, John I read Rum, an article about that. But John Rom and he played John Rom and Adam uh, Rose that second last day. Yep. Last, he was out driving them. Yeah. No. Adam Scott, one of the best swings of all time. With him having to go away from the long putter and make an adjustment as he has year over year over year trying to figure out what he, how he's going to putt, he may have something figured out now. He may if because that's always been like his thing. Like it's why he went to the long putter. He's my fifth for a major. I I, I can't hate you for that. Cannot hate you for that. I he's he if he gets that putting thing going and he's he gets that locked in, he's got the best swing in golf. Him and you know who else I think's got an incredible swing that's underrated, but if he could putt, he would be another guy that could win. He he would have been winning a lot more as Gary Woodland. Oh God! Incredible golf swing. He just couldn't putt for ten years. He makes it look easy, kind of like Cameron Champ, man. They 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 swing at the ball and they bomb it, and they don't even look like they're really trying that hard. I mean, have you seen like like the stats over the years for Gary Woodland? I don't know exactly what it is. He does not make freaking putts. No, he doesn't make putts (laughs) at all. He's just such a good ball striker. Yeah, well, it's like Sergio, man. That dude couldn't putt for years. I'm still not sure. I'm still not convinced he's a great putter. No, he's not. But he's been a great ball striker for a number of years. If he could putt, he would have won. Uh, he would have won more more than yeah. one major. I think he'd be four or five majors. I'm actually really shocked the major he won was the Masters. Like, you have to putt amazing that week. He got hot. He did. He got He's hot. got hot. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, it's like, like we've been talking about. I think any of these guys can get hot. I, I'd love to just list off all my top 20 of guys, but at the end of the day, Xander Shoffley totally could win a major this year. Brent Schnedeker, he could even freaking get hot one week and win a goddamn major. He's been in the hunt in so many of them. Gosh, I was just remembering the first Cooch time. Cooch is due. The first time I saw Sergio Garcia was in person was at Bell Reef and the when the BMW championship was there. That was in what, two thousand eight? Is that right? 
2007? Maybe even earlier than that. Yeah. That's when um, uh, Vegas won that. Tournament. Oh, yeah. Camille. Oh. And I remember first time seeing Sergio, I was like, and then Phil was playing with him. I was like, gosh, he's, I mean, he's so small. Oh, yeah. Tiny. I mean, tiny and such an incredible ball striker. I just can't believe how small he was. Yeah. Still beats the shit out of it. Ah, so far. That's the difference in golf and, uh, versus any other sport. <laughs> You're not playing basketball at five foot seven. No. 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 Isn't happening. Isn't happening. All right. Well, hey, we're going to move into some product stuff. I know we are going to have a, when we have Kyle on here, we're going to have like a true like product episode. Um, but one thing that's caught my attention um, in the last couple of weeks is not necessarily clubs. Um, I've been noticing shoes for this upcoming. Have you have you picked up on any of these? Um, so Adidas it has actually making so they you know kind of their three sixty model like their two or three sixty. They're making it with the soft spikes, but they're also making kind of a spikeless model. Um, what are you thinking from a from a perspective of are you like a spikeless guy? I mean, are you usually are a spikeless guy, right? What 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 makes you prefer spikeless over spike shoes? Because that I was like, wow, okay. I mean, why would you make it both ways with kind of for the same shoe? I mean, but, I like the spike because you feel like you have a little more grip. Yeah, but it's all about it's shoes. That to me just comes down to comfort. That's it. So it's more like walking comfort. That's you don't it. have a problem like spinning out and shit like that. It's and I'm like I like I love Echoes, but they only make them like they don't do half sizes mm-hmm. with Echo. But I love their new like the twist stuff, you know that that twist Titan. Yeah, love those type of shoes. I tried a bunch on it, you know they were. But you need a half size. I need a half size. It they weren't fitting right. Mm. And I had them before, and I always wonders like my foot was either too small, too big, and it made hopefully. They come up with a half size, but I doubt they will. I like the True Link ones you got me. I mean, that you had that you gave to me. That, <laughs> that I gave you. They were part of the uh, know, some box subscription club I did or something like that. They sent them. To I them, like so. them. I really do. I feel like they sit differently. Like your heel sits there. Like they don't raise up the heel on them or something. I don't know. They're... I like it. Um, I've been looking at a few of their new models. I think they're interesting. I like their uh, for a spikeless shoe. I like the way their grid pattern or whatever, you know, works on the bottom. The cleat. Feels like you're like more Do you remember did you run track? No. Do you well run. They have, <laughs> I when, will, you were, when you were in high I, school. Okay, do you remember those shoes that are like the waffle Nike, you know, yeah. like those that's how they kind of feel. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where they're just almost like flat on the ground. Yeah. Kind of flush. Yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's kind of the feel I get like for the those. tigers. I had like the tiger, uh, whatever those freaking shoes were. Thought they were really cool, but I, they they had nothing on them. Anyway, the um, um, so, I, to me, I, I I usually get one new pair of shoes every season, so I rotate out like a white pair or a light pair with like a dark pair. That way, I've got like so basically every other year I get a dark pair. Every other year I get a light pair. So I don't mean to switch off subject, but I was just thinking of something. So. Um, next week you're heading to Mexico. Yeah. Um, or you're gonna try to play, right? I'm gonna play at least once, probably twice. Okay. 
So what course are you playing? Um, I'm going to play the Palmia course uh, for sure. So that is... Uh, How far is that from where you're staying? That is right at the resort we're staying at. So... Um, so that is right in Cabo, uh, or well, it's like San Jose. Where is this? Uh, San Jose del Cabo. Um, it's the uh, yeah. So it's the golf course, Palmilla Golf Club, um, and then there's and I played this one, and I may play it again too. There's this club, and it's kind of up in the side of the mountain, and it was like $70, and I whipped around in two hours. I was the only person on the damn golf course. It was this club compostre. Was it cool? It was a great track. They had uh, like 27 holes, so you got to pick like you know what two nines you wanted to play. One of them they had kind of like that had just been punched, so I played the other two that hadn't been punched, but I had. That was great. I played... Um, um, Cabo del Sol uh, when I was down there as well. So I played actually three rounds when I was there. It was my 40th birthday trip. We're going for my wife's 40th birthday trip this time. Um, so I played three rounds because it was my birthday. So I'm going to try to play two rounds this time. Did Pal- she ride with you on any of them? She rode with me at the Palmia, which was right by our resort that we were staying at. And then um, uh, I went and just kind of traveled to these other two. I got met up with a couple like old dudes at uh, Cabo del Sol. One guy had the goofiest golf swing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was. Did it work? I I I, I got to almost pull up the video. It was this. It was this. Post it on I'll, Instagram. I am. I'm going to share it if I can pull it because I I just I I kind of snuck like videotaping this guy. It was crazy. Um, I know. I think Jack has a course down here. Well, but it's well, like way the. It's yeah. It's the Diamante, but it's like 45 minutes away from my hotel. Well, next week we'll we'll Skype after you play one of the courses and we'll talk about it, and, and that will be the plan. Make uh, make uh, us in the Midwest. I'm gonna do a little jealous. Home- yeah, I'm gonna do a little homework and figure out where the other courses I'm gonna play. Um, yeah, I'm excited, and I'll uh, maybe I'll go live from Mexico if I have some service or something like that. Um, well, cool. So, yeah, it should be fun. Good stuff. Um, so we were we touched on Bryson. So our topic of the week, we touched on Bryson a little bit, and I, I saw an interesting, it was, I think it was on Golf Monthly or something like that, and hey, I take all news with a grain of salt. You know, I, who knows if this is a actual quote or, um, but um, it is, it's said that Bryson gets put on the clock weekly. So it says right here, this is on, from Golf Monthly. Bryson DeChambeau reveals that he gets put on the clock almost every week. So Golf Monthly has an article on it. And as I kind of indicated, I'm, I'm, I'm joining the, the Bryson train just because I'm, I'm really curious in the science behind things he and things slow, like though. that. He's slow. The game for pros, and, and we've even seen this here at our own club with guys just overthinking shit and taking way too much time over the ball or taking way too much time prepping for a shot. And you're like, you know, you get to the point where you, you almost don't want to play with these guys because... I don't. They're, they're, they might be nice guys, and you know what? The conversation may be good, but if it extends your round by half an hour or an hour in some cases, 
you're like, I, I, I'm gonna pass the next time the invite comes around. Well, and here, and here, so, but here's the thing: I don't understand. It's like, even if you have a longer routine, get to your ball, get your thinking out of the way, be ready. Right. Be ready. Your routine shouldn't take more than a, a cup, a minute, a couple minutes when you're at your ball. Have your club picked out while you're waiting. Yeah. Instead of just, I just don't understand it. So they interviewed Brooks this week too, Kepka. And Kepka was being like, I don't understand why it takes a minute and freaking 20 seconds for guys to hit a freaking shot. And like you said, routines can be, obviously take some time and some guys can stand over balls and stuff like that. But for the game to grow, we've got to figure out a way that we can play in four hours. I get it. I, I know, especially playing out here, it's not a walking course. If you walk out here and you've got four guys and if one guy's even off for the day and you aren't hitting fairways and you're searching for golf balls and you got penalty shots and shit like that, 415 isn't a bad, no. a bad round out here. It's not a great walking course. It's just not a great walking course. Um, but when we get into five-hour rounds out here, it drives me absolutely nuts. Oh, and even at, you know, even when we play like the tournaments and stuff out here, it can, it can really drag out. And for that, for the guy who doesn't play every week, who isn't into golf as much as you and I are, how, how can we watch um, professionals that are taking their fucking time how can we watch guys that, and I get it. Hey, we're all working on our game. We're all trying to get better. But how can we watch other guys that we're, we get paired up with be slow as shit and motivate you to want to come out again? It's a problem. It's a serious problem. I don't disagree. What, what's Bryson say about being put on the clock? Well, I, I, I should probably click on the article here. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't dig deep, but I. But, I, but it, the, my point was, I, you know, John. One of the reasons we, you and I start talking about this stuff, and we created a podcast, and we talk because we're passionate about the game, and we, what, two hundred plus courses closed this past year. I think. I think courses have been overbuilt, so I'm not going to like go too crazy here. Only five were opened. Fifteen. Fifteen were opened. Yeah. All right. So like. No, actually, no. It was, it was like a 15, 10 20. or eleven or something. There you like go. Fine. Ten, fifteen courses open. 200 plus close there there's an issue with the game as it relates to people wanting to play we have a generation that plays video games they don't care they don't, they don't care. care to be outside they'll find their entertainment other ways you get it, it, it is a little scary even though they say the game is more healthy than ever but you know, I think social media and like the advertising of it and the equipment has, you know, turned it into an attraction. Yeah. But it doesn't equate to play. It doesn't. There may be more money going through. It doesn't equate to more players. It doesn't. The access to the game is still difficult. Yep. It just is. And the guy and the people that feel like they're not very good especially younger people, don't like fucking with it too much. Have you noticed that? They feel like they have to be great. No, you don't have to be great to like golf. No. You don't have to even be good. So today... Here, here. So but, this goes a, in, but hold on. This goes in the pace of play. So yep. what's the main thing? Like, first thing I learned when I started playing golf with some better guys, and I was, sh I was terrible. 
They said, we don't care how you play. If you're bad, just keep up. Yep. Don't slow down. My brother doesn't break 100, man, but he can keep up with everybody. Do you That's know why? Great. Doesn't take a practice swing. He freaking just steps up and freaking hits it. And he knows he's going to be the next one hitting it because he's not very good, but he doesn't, he doesn't care. But he knows the etiquette of, keep, of keeping the game Absolutely. moving and going. Absolutely. That's what needs to be taught. Pace of play. Keeping things... Because then, like, you know, I think some of the people, like, they go out and they think they need to be real good and they're terrible and they go out and look for the fucking ball forever or they take this insane routine and they're not ready to hit the ball. It's crazy. And we have, we have several guys at our golf club that are like that. And they're nice guys. But they are... in there. Some are good and some are bad. But they just take forever. I'm just saying, look, I don't care about your routine because once they get to the ball, most people, that's not the time that it takes. Just be at your ball, ready to go. Yeah, and, th- and that's what Brooks was saying. He's like, I don't understand. Like, be ready. One guy's longer, one guy's shorter. The guy who's shorter, obviously, is going to take some time. If you're the longer hitter, be ready. When that guy's be done, ready. when that guy's done, you should be ready. You shouldn't be like, standing there by his side like you know no you should be ready to hit your shot yep it's not that hard no i it's one reason i actually don't like cart golf because i actually i believe other than at our course where it's just not a good walking course um if you can go right to your ball and not have to wait because of a cart purpose you know sharing a cart especially across some guys on the freaking right hand side of the fairway the other guys on the freaking left rough or some shit I mean, I feel like it's much better. I can go to my ball. You go to your ball. You line, I'm ready to go. By the time you're done hitting, I'm ready to go. But you know what? I think we're focused on one part that I think takes a lot of time, and I think it's not even the worst part. It's the fucking putting. <laughs> That's what takes forever. It, well, and there's a lot of guys that aren't ready there, too. And, I, I, hey, I'll be, I'll be one of the first to admit that sometimes I lose my focus on the green. And realize like, oh shit, I haven't read this from the other side yet, or I haven't done some, you know, I haven't done what I need to do to get prepared for this putt. In those instances, I just fucking putt anyway. Yeah. But and but I sometimes, depending on the match, you know, if we're playing some match play thing or something like that, I might, I probably piss a few people off because I'm like, ah oh, shit, I forgot to read this from the other side, or I look, or I'm like, I look at it from one side and I go. Crap, I'm not sure which way this goes, so I do I do overread it. But that's the biggest length of time. I agree with putting. you. Putting. But I try to make it up. Because I don't take I, I don't take practice swings. You play with me enough. I don't take practice swings. Um I pretty much step up and just hit the ball. I'm usually ready to go. As soon as you're done hitting, I'm and I'm ready to go, especially if I'm next. We're not but, slow players. Um I do take a little time around putting. Not necessarily around chipping and stuff like that. I don't get freaking anal about that, but um. I, 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 what I think about putting though is that you over people overread shit. They look at shit, and I do the same thing. I think you just go look at the hole, hit it at the hole. You don't think about a basketball shot for fucking ten minutes. It, it's, you just it's, you shoot it. It's like that Jack Nicholas, Johnny Miller thing when they're playing in that. I don't know. It was like some skins game thing for seniors or something, and. Johnny Miller's ball is like at the front of the green and the pin is like way back up over this hill. And Johnny's like, I don't even know what to do with this putt. And Jack walks down and he goes, you want me to hit it for you? He walks down there. He looks at it one time. 
he freaking hits it and holes it from like 90, 90 feet away or whatever it was. You remember seeing that, that I video? Did. I have it. I'll have to show it to you after this. But like, it, it's the perfect example of like, just freaking look at it and go. Yeah. Your first instinct's probably pretty damn close. I just, I, I try to look at like an, any other sport. I mean, if you think about, okay, are you going to measure how many feet you are from the basketball goal when you shoot? No, that basket is in the same spot every single time. There, yeah, but you're, in different, a but you're in different spots. Yeah, you got different angles. You got different parts of the yeah, backboard. A little different, but I, I get you. I get where you're going with it, but a little different. But you don't overthink it. Nope. And and you're right. And you know what? You still miss a few, and you still make some. And it is what it is. It is what it is. It is a it is a little different, but I think there's a medium there that just if you yeah. look at it and just look back. I mean, you got the uphill and the downhill and stuff. That's probably the biggest difference, you know. And this obviously the the slopes and stuff like that. I mean, if you look at the, from a length perspective yeah absolutely the same but slopes and side le- left right whatever that's where the the variance is but getting a good read getting a good read um well bryson we love you man pick up the pace i think it'd be awesome you're great for the game no d- d- seriously no love lost on this but i i do think it's an issue that needs to be addressed but- at the pro level to help it trickle down. I think we were talking about this offline before, though. I want to give a shout-out for Bryson just because, dude, you're proving your theory because we, we were saying if you were just sniffing some top tens here and there, people would be telling you to go back to, like, traditional way. You've proven, like, your way. It works. More people, if they could get an access to... I think the problem is, like, no one else can try what you're doing because there's no access to it. There's no, like... Many manufacturers that build the clubs that like how you have it. I think Bryce, maybe there's a way that so we get can you we get promote some, that. You figure out how people single length Hanmas. Yeah, something. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I think more people would try his way because he simplifies it. He is a big thinker, but he simplifies everything. I dude, I love the way he sets up for like. I'm not gonna get a shaft that runs up my left arm. But the way he sets up for putting with like the straight left arm and really just kind of rigid, God, I'm I'm looking at that right now and I'm like, man, there's that makes a ton of sense. Really, just running that club like just right up your freaking arm. I give that dude props, man. Awesome, what he's done. He's he's great for the game right now for sure. He he's better for the game than, and I'm gonna say this. I'm going out. He is better for the game right now than. Any other young player on the tour? Yeah, we're gonna pause and awkward pause. I'm thinking. Yep. In a way, yeah, absolutely, because he's doing it his way. He makes it interesting. He's doing it his way, unique. But there's he obviously has to keep winning, and he has to keep you know like. But he's gonna if he keeps going and doing what he's doing weird not whatever slow play not whatever he's going to create more interest in the game than any other player right now because good play is good play he's 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 doing it he's a mad scientist he's he's a mad scientist he's awesome next t-shirt next t-shirt oh dude bryson we're making a mad fucking scientist t-shirt it is coming it's gonna be fucking epic mad scientist no, we, we and it's going to be a fucking picture of you, Bryson, on there, and it's just going to say fucking mad scientist. That's it. It's going to say mad scientist, not fucking mad t- scientist. Oh yeah, it's not mad fucking. Scientist. It's just going to say mad scientist. 
It's going to have a rendering of you on that. That's awesome. Oh, sweet, man. Well, we, uh, if we can ever, uh, get in touch with Bryson with, with our, dude, we've got, we've got some great guests coming up. We've got, we're going to have a, a good string of them. It has been winter. It's been hard to get people in here, but it's going to be a good, uh, finish to the quarter as far as our guests. And obviously if we can get a big name, that'd be freaking awesome, but we'll see what happens. We on to try some booze. We are on to try some booze. We've got a, a stout coming up, so stay tuned. All right, so here we go. We've got um, our drink of the week. So we, uh, we picked up a Great Lakes Brewing Company. So I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, so this is out of, this is, say, I thought this was out of Michigan. I was totally wrong. This is out of Cleveland, Ohio. Great Lakes Brewing Company. Um, and this is the blackout stout, imperial stout. We should, gosh, I should have poured this into a glass. I'm gonna try it. Um, you want me to go get a glass? I'll go get it. Yeah, go, go get ahead. a glass. Keep talking. Go get, go get a glass while I describe this real quick because I, I want to actually, um, because it's a beer, I want to be able to talk about the color of this. So, uh, Great Lakes Brewing Company, blackout stout. I looked this up online. So, I'm at the store. Um, this is 9.9 alcohol. By volume, fifty IBU. So this is this is uh this has got some liquor in it. Um, again, out of Cleveland, Ohio, they were established in 1988. So typically, when I go into a liquor store, what I try to do is I quickly just Google stuff and just see what what's it, you know, other people saying about this. Um, John is a stout guy, so um, John like. What what's like your favorite kind of stout that you kind of is? Do you have like a go to? Okay, so Dragon's Milk Stout. New Holland Brewery. Yep, New Holland. Barrel aged bourbon stout. Barrel aged bourbon. So like, I mean, he goes he goes all out. We've we've tried it. On we one have of, we've we, tried it. Uh, well, we had that barrel bourbon uh, stout along with that whiskey that they did that one time. What oh, was that? It was a I've few got episodes. The, yeah, that beer. So we did that beer bourbon or whatever it was and then we did the stout and right. I, I am anxious to this try is this. dark let me try it i mean it's imperial it's blackout it's solid uh, it's good beer it's a good imperial stout you know it has um a little bit of bitterness right up front and but then um, as it finishes, and you get this kind of the after, there's like a burnt. Do you, do you get that kind of like burnt flavor? Let me see your bottle. Do you, do you get that kind of burnt flavor that kind of lingers? It's almost like burnt coffee bean or something like that. Just kind of like lingers that's what around. I was looking for. If they brewed it with coffee bean, but it doesn't say. It doesn't say in it there. Probably has on your six pack of like. Oh, how maybe they on the pack or whatever, but. Um, it definitely has kind of like a burnt, and I'm not a coffee guy, so I, I, for me to get into that stuff is um, would be totally. I'm not different. a big coffee stout guy. No, I'm no, not. and even like I don't even drink coffee, and I know you do, um, Michael. Which we, if we ever wanted to review coffee, we'll get Michael Hart on here for a coffee review. I love coffee. Oh, Michael is nuts, dude. He he does. Dude, he's he's probably invested more in coffee machines. Anyway, whole another topic. Um, no, I, you know, I, I like, so I was not a like dark beer kind of stout guy for a long time. 
um, started drinking some Guinness probably almost 15 years ago. I probably had like one of my first Guinness. So it was like in my, what, mid-20s by the time I had my I first Guinness. Guinness. And Guinness is amazing. It's just smooth, creamy, What a great, obviously, type of, type of beer. Um, and so it, as I've experimented, especially with craft brews and things like that in this kind of dark family, usually they go way too heavy on the coffee or they go way too heavy on some other flavoring or whatever. I do. I will say I do like this blackout stout. I don't think it has anything too aggressive in it. Um, uh, other than it, it does have just kind of this interesting burnt aftertaste to it that doesn't bother me. By the way, it's just it's just a unique flavor to it. It's good. I like it. It's probably maybe I drink one or two. Yeah, that'd be about it. But that's usually how I drink stouts. Like. Like dragon's milk. Yeah. First of all, if you drink more than one or two, <laughs> you're done. You're done. But this doesn't have that kind of. Like how, I said, it has. Is that, it high out? What's the alcohol? This is nine point nine. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, all imperial stouts are usually like barrel aged, or yeah, they're a certain way. So you can't drink a lot of them. Yeah, I like this one because it's not as bitter as some others that I've I've had as well that are trying to be you know some crafty freaking stout. Um, now good flavor. Got this kind of cool burnt aftertaste. I, I like it. Um, shout out. Shout out to the uh, Great Lakes, armpit of America, Cleveland, Ohio. It's good stuff. <laughs> Actually, hey, you know what? I, 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 that is in jest. I've been to Cleveland like a couple times. Cleveland is not a bad town. I'm, I'm They're joking. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. And, and there's some really cool stuff going on in Cleveland. So shout out to Cleveland. Shout out to uh, Great Lakes. Shout out to the Browns. And uh, and the and the engines don't don't lose Wahoo, please don't lose Wahoo. Anyway, um, with that, episode seventeen in the books uh, for Mr. Falkenberg and myself. Thank you for listening. Go out, hit more greens, score better, man. See Thanks. you.